going on guys welcome back to pure evil i'm the man i'm your host as always evil eddie and as you can see we are here at the beautiful mohegan sun casino in connecticut my home state which will be the home of bellator going down next week two events back to back i'll be getting all the media coverage for that and uh that's just a couple of days away so the fighters should be pouring in either today next couple of days that's beyond the point. I'm here relaxing, going to see a country show tonight, and I'm really trying to digest what we witnessed last night with UFC 234. So let's cut the music. Once I say, subscribe down below here on YouTube, youtube.com slash pureevilma. Here on Periscope, whether you're watching on iTunes or listening on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Stitcher, wherever you are, subscribe down below. Hit that like button if you are on YouTube. Give me heart if you are on Periscope. Let's get the music and let's get into the realness of what happened last night. Because, once again, the MMA gods struck and they struck us hard when we were getting ready for Kelvin Gaslam. Originally, Kelvin Gaslam was supposed to go in there and try to beat the middleweight champion, Robert Whitaker, and just under three hours to go before the very first fight on UFC Fight Pass... The entire thing goes to shit. The MMA gods strike again like we all enjoy saying. Because it's true. In this sport, you never know what's going to happen. You can't plan anything. You could think you're ready for... I feel I feel the worst for the people that, you know, if you're in Ireland and you travel all the way to Las Vegas and your, your main event guy, Conor McGregor, gets pulled out or wherever you are. If you're going making trip, making a trip and you're, you're planning months ahead getting tickets, getting rooms. I feel bad for the last pay-per-view that we had, another one that went to shit. They uprooted the whole thing, moved it from Vegas to California. Fans had to be furious. Well, here we are once again, Dana White probably back banging his head against a wall somewhere. And uh, I, I think they did a great job fixing the errors that, <laughs> that happened. I mean, there's nothing that you can do. Uh, for those of you guys that did miss it, and just to catch everybody up, make sure we're all on the same page, Robert Whitaker pulled out of the fight just three hours before due to hernia. Now, news broke from Brett Okamoto over at ESPN from Dana White that this actually started the night before. Whitaker was in a shit ton of pain. He, there was no way you uh, would want to see somebody that's not performing at their 100. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see somebody performing at 30%, 50%, even 80%. I want to see the champ at 100%. So I'm happy they pulled this off. And we were confused. We are like, well, what are they going to do? They have an interim title with Israel Asanya versus Kelvin Gaslam. And then I was like, wait, well, let's look back at the last couple of times they did that. Interim title really means nothing. If you're Kelvin Gaslam, you're making a big risk by doing that. And uh, it just wasn't going to happen. I, I didn't see that happening. And then the news broke. Israel Asanya versus Anderson Silva was going to be the main event. But with the exception, there was only going to be three rounds. It was going to remain 15 minutes, which was a little upsetting because in an Anderson Silva fight, you want five rounds. And we saw that last night. Now, before I recap last night, I want to make it very clear that I had a feeling that this was going to happen. Three rounds, we only had 15 minutes to see what Anderson Silva was going to do. And my big kick on Silva is... Listen, I defend Anderson Silva when it goes down to his last couple of fights. The Bisbing fight, I put an asterisk next to that. I think that he, he won that fight. Herbie made a bad call, didn't call the fight off. 
There was no Nolan action when Bisbing was pointing at his mouth guard. And let's face it, what's the one thing that the ref says to both fighters backstage and inside the octagon before they go head-to-head? Protect yourself at all times. Bisbing did not do that. There was no Nolan action. Anderson Silva was walking him down through the flying knee. Bisbing drops. Silva thinks that he wants the he won the fight. Imagine what an adrenaline dump that was. How do you after that think about all the pressure that was on Anderson Silva's back leading in that fight? Oh, he's not the same. He's washed up. He'll never be the same again after the Weidman fight. The Diaz fight was bullshit. He's, he doesn't have it anymore. I disagree, man. Anderson Silva looked great in that fight. Bisping looked great himself. But after that adrenaline dump, what can you expect? I think that was a bad call. Put an asterisk next to that. Then the fight after that, UFC 200, right? We had UFC 200. And what happened there? John Jones gets busted again with a dirty drug test. Anderson Silva steps up on 24 hours notice. 24 hours notice. Because he was already there. Step in against the champ. He even hurt the champ. DC got kicked in the stomach, peeled over, and there wasn't enough time left in the round. Asterisk next to that loss on Anderson Silva's record. He goes in, wins against Derek Brunson. Now people like to say, well, well, Brunson wasn't pulling the trigger. He wasn't giving it his 100%. He was giving too much respect to Anderson Silva. Still a win on Anderson Silva's record. And it was nice to see him get back in the win column. Listen, there was a lot of people that were judging Josie Aldo for the same exact thing. He'll never be the same after the, the Conor McGregor fight. He comes back, beats Frankie Edgar. Yeah, he had a little rough patch with Max Holloway twice. But then he shows us that he still has what it takes to be a gatekeeper, which is really unfortunate to say. I don't like throwing that word out. But he can still compete. Here's the one thing that people forget. These guys are still competing at the very top of the sport, taking out up-and-comers that should be title challengers. They're putting them to the test. Now, as I say that, let's get into the fight. Anderson Silva, it just feels like he does not have that eye of the tiger anymore. He doesn't have that motivation, that drive, that burning power that, that, that drove him to pull the trigger. And when he was chasing the title, when he was defending the title, breaking records, Anderson Silva actually had a purpose, it felt like. And now it feels more like we're watching an old kung fu movie where a, a master trainer is teaching a student and getting him ready for the next test without Anderson Silva really putting his foot down. Now, I had it for the first round, Israel Asanya winning. Second round, Anderson Silva. So it came down to that third round, and it felt like Anderson had so much more to give. There was exciting moments, but one of my listeners on Periscope said it best. It's not really exciting. It's more of the anticipation, you know, of, of knowing. We all know. And this is why uh, fighters get scolded for giving Anderson Silva too much respect, like we just said about Derek Brunson, because he can pull something out of the hat at any second. There is a great story of Anderson Silva with his last couple of opponents. I, th- I believe it's a book, Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, all these people that fought Anderson Silva, they share what that experience was like, and they say it's something they've never experienced before. You can't help but to kind of be starstruck when you're in there against Anderson Silva. We didn't see that last night with Israel Asanya. I wasn't that impressed with Israel, but he got the job done. One thing that pissed me off about Anderson Silva in that third round, I felt like he had a chance to win. 1-1, right? Going into the third round. Really wish there was two more rounds, but Anderson Silva at the end of that second round, going in there, he had no force driving him. He had no real... He didn't have the eye of the tiger anymore, which was something that was really bothering me at the end of that fight. And it's something that we saw in the Bisbing fight going into that 
last fourth and fifth round felt like Anderson just pulled the trigger. Now you can say he's 43 years old, he doesn't have it anymore, and people are even saying, he said in an interview, he's not fighting like he used to, he's fighting more for, it's not even the goal of it, it's just, it, he's more having fun in there, which is something I really don't want to see. I am happy that he got paid $600,000, which is awesome, congratulations to Anderson Silva, but when you're getting offered to be next in line for the title, and you had it was kind of like a four-man tournament. You had the middleweight title holder, Robert Whitaker, against Kelvin Gastelum. And in the co-main event, Anderson Silva versus Israel Asanya. It was kind of a four-man tournament. You take that out, it still felt like Anderson had nothing that he was that was really driving him to get the finish. But very upsetting. Uh, if we had to rate that pay-per-view, here's one thing I have to say about that. Paying $70, that's a lot of money to pay for a pay-per-view. And if you break it down, if there's four fights here, let's look at the card really quick. If you're looking at this card, we had one, two, three, four, five, four fights on the main card, right? This is not the updated one. There was four fights because they moved Lando all the way up to the co-main event. A guy who was on UFC Fight Pass, moving him all the way up to the co-main event. And man, he pulled through. This is a guy who had, he was two and two, two draws, two losses, goes in the co-main event and really pulls the trigger, gets things done. He trains along, uh, alongside Cub Swanson. That was nice to see. But Anderson Silva, man, I just felt like he could have done much more because it, it, it seems like he traded his cockiness where he stands there toe-to-toe -to -toe with a guy and was like, hit me. He gives you a clean shot. He lets you score points. Israel Asani was taking advantage of that. And it worked against... Anderson Silva and we ended up seeing Anderson Silva get another loss now He's trying to say that he wants Nick Diaz in a rematch. We don't want to see that I'd rather see Anderson Silva go in there get legacy fights I know it might be five years too late to see the GSP fight But those are the kind of super fights. I would like to see seeing Anderson Silva go in there young up-and-comers I was excited for it 12% of fans though check this out 12% of fans Thought Anderson Silva would win. What does that show you and this is perfect in the UFC eyes in the UFC's eyes you got a young prospect coming up, facing a legend, former champion, going there and get a win. I still wish it was two more rounds. If there was 10 more minutes, I think Anderson Silva could have got it done. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Let me know what you guys think down below here in the comments. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash May. Periscope right down here and on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Let me know what you guys rate this card. Out of 10, I, I think, you know, when you pay $70 and you look at the card that we recently had, and you're paying $5 a month for it. Pretty much those last two cards you paid $2 a piece for. And those were pay-per-view worthy. Jose Aldo going there, Marlon Moraes versus uh, Asuncao. All amazing fights. Max Payne versus Santos, great fights. Now you have to pay $70, the main event gets taken out, and there was people going, well, do you think the UFC is gonna make this for free? The UFC, when they have a pay-per-view deal, in contract with DirecTV and all these other programs, they're not going to do that. They're expecting fans, bars, all these places to pay the $70. This was only three hours ahead of time. You can't make those changes. There was not enough time. UFC will never do that. I still think there should have been 10 more minutes in there. Let me know what you guys think down below. Check out PureEvilMMA.com, guys. We just launched the site. We got over 1,000 views this week. 2,000 downloads this month on the podcast. I appreciate that a lot. Guys, check out episode 12 of Gloves Off. It's going to be dropping tomorrow, either tonight or tomorrow night, uh, on the Pure Evil MMA page, iTunes, Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify. 
Check it out. I'm Evil Lady from Pure Evil on the Nay. White Knuckles to the end. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. Behave yourselves.